0: This is an Area Code Podcast.
1: You're listening to Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong, Dave Schrader, and Scarlett Hildebeitel talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Welcome to today's episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Dave. But we don't have Scarlet today. It's a bit of a bummer. It is a bummer. You know, trying to get
0: us three hosers together to talk books is not the easiest thing even on zoom um but you know but it's all right the show must go on and uh you know there was a time when i just bailed on you guys after like two minutes <laughs> at the beach so it's okay you know but uh so we'll just we'll keep this going yeah, that's right and first of all i'm just gonna go right into it um a grievance oh really uh, Are you- yes okay A uh, grievance so Sometimes I go back and I listen to episodes because I'm curious because we talked about something that you said you were going to bleep out. And it was completely something I said in context. It was a character's name (laughs) from a movie that I love, Mm -hmm. also known as Austin Powers in Goldmember. Nev said right there. Yep. I don't know, I don't know if you're going to bleep that one out. It's the title of the movie. What am I going to do? Uh, but it's a certain character um, I was watching in it who's also in The Spy Who Shagged Me. Now, keep in mind, you would bleep me if we were in the UK, but we're not. So, since we're not, do they say that terrible word in, in Canada? No. They don't? Okay. No. All right. Okay. Okay. That's just British. Mm hmm. Okay, good. Okay, that that's good. I hope I'm not being bleeped yet. If I am, folks, you know,
1: already. At least 37 times already.
0: At least 37 times. That's good. Okay. But there's a certain there was a certain character I've referenced in the last episode that did not make it into it. a certain rotund one who is mm-hmm. Scottish. And his name, I can't control. His name is what it is. I won't repeat it because Aaron didn't even include it. He just, he didn't even bleep it. He just deleted the whole conversation. So I want you to know the magic of editing. He, Aaron, censors people. Um, so, and he is a cruel, um, mildly frustrating person sometimes. And, and this is an example. So I, I just need to make sure everybody who's listening understands that. And that is my grievance. It has been stated for the record.
1: That's wonderful. Thank you, Dave. And what people don't realize right now is that that entire rant was actually cobbled together from other conversations that we've had. Was it? Sure. Why not?
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see what's going on here. I see. Okay. Well... Folks, just the magic of editing, the magic of you've been fooled. I hope that you realize like, hey, what is life living for now that you know you've been fooled by Aaron and his editing skills?
1: So, That's right. That's here right. We go.
0: But, you know, we, were t- we weren't even talking about books. We were talking about the joy of movies, I think, that in that time. I think we were talking just talking about Scarlett's favorite uh, movie, Zoolander.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, I, and I referenced it saving a nation after 9-11 and that stayed in the episode that's true that's true so but i just uh, make making sure that grievance is clear i may even put in a review on uh, on apple about that
1: you know as long as you make sure that it's still five star when you even when you air your grievance that's fine. okay that's good that's good by the way
0: so i had an author of mine who sent me a review on amazon of one of their books and it was so funny it went into a rant on it about getting the wrong thing from Amazon and it was like some herbal tea instead of the book that that this lady ordered <laughs> she's like and she's like the tea was very nice of course it was and we did drink it my kids loved it actually (laughs) he said but but amazon messed up my order and then like it goes on and then at the end oh the book was great my son-in-law loves it (laughs) that was it that was the review you know
1: i love it whenever there is an opportunity to just kind of vent about grievances that you may have about amazon reviews I mean, I shared one with you and Scarlet a little while ago that I stumbled across, which was actually just purely entertaining for me, where someone read the very first book I wrote, which came out nine years ago. Tens of people have read this book. Tens of people, guys. It's great. They gave it a four star with basically a five star review, trying to quibble over whether or not... The the curse over creation is a form of punishment or not? You know my kids, every now and then,
0: whenever they kind of get frustrated with
1: something, like
0: they'll blame it on Adam and Eve, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like ah, oh, sorry, you, you don't get a pass in that. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you just did, <laughs> all right? I get you're frustrated, but sorry. <laughs> I said you can't, you, you can't, you can't get away with that one.
1: Oh <laughs> man. This is why I was gonna, See, I was going to hope that was going to work because I might try it at work more.
0: No, yeah, you could try. You could, yeah. Well, Amazon reviews, reviews in general, keep them coming, uh, not only for us but for the books you love. And I'm serious. Like I know I make this appeal often, but if you love a book, talk about it. Don't keep it yourself like share about why you like something posted on there. It helps. It's the, it is like the tried and true way books find their home with new people. Amazon app is so easy. The Goodreads app is easy. Just, you know, you didn't have to be the longest thing, but talk about, you know, what you got out of it, what you, th- who you think it would be helpful for all those things. So.
1: Couple sentences. I mean, a, guys, I have, um, I have a whole bunch of books on Amazon right now that could use some review love, which also means they could use you buying them. Now, the last like two that I've written... They're a little challenging because they're kids' books, and it takes a lot to get reviews on kids' books. It does. You know. Yeah, it
0: does. Yeah, it takes like two steps. One, the kid to have a great experience, the parent to recognize how important it is, and then thus the parent like taking time out of their already busy schedule to do that. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you there.
1: So I'm treating 21 reviews on, on Epic as being the equivalent of about 5,000 reviews. Okay. Yeah, right. I think that's gotcha. fair. I think that's okay.
0: Okay. All right. So what were the last two or three books you bought?
1: The last two or three that I bought? Yeah, we're not
0: talking about read, but bought.
1: Oh, man. A couple of them I bought actually for the kids. I bought... Uh, the Flash by Mark Wade, Volume One. We're I'm introducing them to '90s superhero stuff, and it's great. <laughs> so they're having a good time with it. Yes. Um, you know, I've been continuing to find find as many of the Walt Longmire books as I can at at McKay's and and other used stores. Just trying to get stuff like that. That's that's kind of been wh- where I've been at right now. The other day, I just bought for myself. Um, Batman volume 13 which is City of Bane part 2 um, So ending Tom King's run on the Batman comic book series, and it's terrific. Yeah, so I'll be uh, I'll be I'll be doing a uh, You know catch up my numbers on Goodreads slash rereading the rereading his whole series sometime in the very near future
0: Okay, all right, okay um you know, I know you've been you've been talking like about Longmire the way we talked about
1: Layfinger uh, mm-hmm. over the last
0: few years. So
1: I I, I so what do I start with? Was my first book? If I you have it? to start with the Cold Dish. Although each book stands alone functionally, there is a serial aspect to them. So um, so it's beneficial to start at the beginning.
0: Okay. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. How many books are there?
1: there are
0: 18
1: ish okay
0: all right and then have you watched any of the
1: show right nope no you haven't will you maybe maybe i mean honestly i don't watch a lot of tv we watch like a couple of things ourselves we watch maybe like one or two things a week the kids watch way more than we do but uh, even then it's still not that much
0: yeah, no, well, we're staring at screens all day long for work and so on. So, like, the last thing I sometimes want to do is even watch a show.
1: Totally. Although, Dave, uh, did you hear that the Karate Kid sequel series Cobra Kai is going to Netflix? What was it on originally? YouTube. Oh, it was YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Oh, a couple I of thought years it was ago. already on Netflix. I thought it was no. on Netflix. Okay. No, a couple of years ago, YouTube tried, uh, tried to experiment with scripted series, scripted content, and um, it's pretty far away from their brand, so they, they're walking away back from that. Uh, I think they realized it also costs a ton of money to <laughs> produce stuff, so Netflix got the non-exclusive rights to uh, show the first two seasons, and it's home to season three.
0: And it's mainly ar- around
1: us, Johnny? It's Johnny Lawrence, and, and Daniel LaRusso plays a huge part in it, too. But yes. Um, okay. But it's basically them 30 years later.
0: And Daniel LaRusso is like a car dealership owner or something like that? Yeah,
1: he's like a super successful car dealer. He owns okay. like multiple car dealership dealerships, and Johnny never recovered from the from losing in 1984
0: mind you if you watch it again and i've always seen this online the fact that it was an illegal kick to the face that wins the championship Mm -hmm. okay and then there's also um have you ever seen that on youtube the uh the re-edit of the movie to show
1: (laughs) the daniels the bad guy yes Yes, it's great
0: it is so funny it's (laughs) And I love it when there's like a part that there's no way they can edit out the fact of Johnny being a jerk. So they explain him as a flawed hero. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Look, everyone makes mistakes sometimes. I know.
0: It's like Johnny was merely expressing his frustrations and he is merely a flawed hero. (laughs) (laughs) It's, I mean, hearing the guy in like such a plain spoken voice uh, share that is so good. So... Hey, I'm glad that, uh, you know, Johnny Lawrence gets his due, so I haven't seen any of it. So, okay, so it looks like next month it it will be on Netflix. Yeah,
1: it is significantly better than it has any right to be. Really? Okay. Yeah, it should not be as good as it is.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Under any circumstances, but it's really good
0: when it was first being promoted i thought it was a joke but now it's been a long time since i've seen the karate kid and is it appropriate to watch with the kids 10 and 12.
1: you know that's what i have been wrestling with i think it is more appropriate from a language perspective than goonies
0: Oh, well then we've seen Goonies. So there you go. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I've just, we've talked about this before. I've, you know, I've had the conversation with the girls. Like it's not that we're watching every movie with cussing. It's just, Hey, if you're going to do that, let me explain. I don't want to hear these things repeated. There's a context. This also was the eighties. Here's my air quotes, people. You cannot see this, but the eighties, anything went in the eighties and karate kid gets a pass too. So Even a flawed ending (laughs) of of Johnny being unfairly kicked Mm -hmm. in the face. That's right. So, in a legal kick to the face.
1: It's at least as crass as the Mighty Ducks. Mm. That's what I'm going to say. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, there you go. All right.
0: Okay. All right. Well, it's good to know I was feeling the uh, Karate Kid Cobra Kai because I was in California this past week.
1: And you came back. Do you have to stay in your, uh, in your house for the next two weeks?
0: No, I'm fine. fine. I had, okay, I went, cool. I went for work. It really was not that bad. You, mm-hmm. the only thing I was worried about was traveling, you know, just getting on a plane. And, but I flew on Southwest and mm-hmm. wore masks for, you know, seven hours cause it's a layover flight to get where I was going in Sacramento. And uh, it was fine. You know, it yeah. really was fine. I mean, when you have everyone who's doing the same thing, you actually feel better about it. You know what I mean? The tricky thing is that you go to these places where it's just conflicting. It's like you got some people wearing masks and some who are not. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, I wasn't down in uh, Reseda, California where Karate Kid uh, took place, but. Disappointing. It was very disappointing. Every time I go to LA, I kind of look at Reseda. I'm like, hey, Reseda, I should go there. Then I'm like, no, I don't. I don't need to go there. I'm sure it's fine, and I mean, I'm just glad that uh, there was an '80s movie set there. That's it. Hey, Ralph Macchio, he uh, who did not want to do the uh, what do you call the kick? The crane kick. The crane kick. That's yeah. right. I would go to the beach as a kid in North Carolina, mind you, not, not the, uh, you know, not the Pacific. Mm-hmm. And I would do the crane kick to the, uh, uh to the waves. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, this was the eighties. Come on. This is what you have to do. So. That's true. Okay. All right. So we've solved this. Um, <laughs> Karate Kid um, is acceptable for at least kids my age right now. That's good to know. Okay. Yes.
1: Yes. So okay. let's go back to let's go back to your trip. You were on a plane. You didn't. You had to wear a mask the whole time. You um, before we before we got on air, you mentioned that you actually got to have a seat between you and the other person. So that's I did. Nice. I
0: mean, in many ways it was more relaxing than before because you're right, you did not have a seat. And it was my boss and I who were traveling. So, you know, he was he wanted the window seat. I had the aisle. That's fine. Um
1: how many times but, you did your know, leg get hit by a cart?
0: No, it didn't. No, no, because there are no carts right now because oh. they only serve uh ice water and they provide like a little snack bag. That's it. That's it. Got it. So if you're on like A four-hour flight, that's going to stink. But, you know, I had just two two two-hour flights. So it wasn't that bad. And when you're in airports, I mean, it's like anywhere else. They've got super high ceilings, as you know. And, you know, it was just interesting. Every airport was, you know, Nashville was not busy at all. Uh, Denver was pretty busy. But uh, Sacramento wasn't at all. So... You know, there's just not as many people traveling. So it kind of makes it in a bizarre way more relaxing and everyone's wearing their masks. So it's all good. But, you know, I I read a little bit on the plane. I Mm -hmm. certainly worked, you know. And again, every time I get a flight, I'm always curious, like, okay, who's reading what? I mean... People are still reading physical books, by the way, you know, the, there was that time 10 years ago where everyone had an e-reader and like, that's all they were doing. And you had no idea what anyone was reading, you know, unless you asked them, of course, but that would be weird. You know I mean? Come on. You know? That
1: requires you to talk <laughs> to people that's right. not what you exactly. do exactly
0: because a plane is an introvert's paradise if done right with earphones on to reduce any possible conversation even if you would like to share Jesus with them right mm-hmm. Aaron so that's right okay that's, right. that's good it's still you know I even though like I was reading that uh three body problem still which Aaron is behind me I'm actually reading a book faster than Aaron which means I've taken like three weeks to read like 200 pages whereas. <laughs> Aaron's behind me, which is crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> Just going right. Slow. There's a lot going on, I'm man. On, Come on. I'm on page ten. Ah, uh, okay. For your audiobook listeners out there, I, you know, I've, you know, since I get most of mine through OverDrive, I've got like ten of them that are in queue. Like they're due in all within the next couple weeks. So what's going to happen is basically I'm going to be notified that I've got ten audiobooks to listen to in two three weeks, <laughs> which you really I guess theoretically, you could listen to that many in that amount of time. But, you know, I I did get like a comfort listen. Mm -hmm. And uh, it is, uh, you're going to laugh. It's a World War II book, shocker, (laughs) (laughs) called The Winter Army, which is about the 10th Mountain Division being prepared to fight in the mountains. There you go, Aaron. This nice. is exciting. See, this is what you get out of me. That's but right. Yes.
1: See, I was kind of hoping that you were going to say that uh, you had read the novelization of Pearl Harbor, the Michael Bay film from Gosh.
0: 2001. Man, that thing that that is a train wreck and a half (laughs) i think i mentioned last week you know the kids watching midway with us which was fascinating Mm -hmm. i think they're i think midway's pearl harbor scene you know they kind of just do like a bunch of battles leading up to midway and pearl harbor they actually did a really good job and i thought it was better than michael bay's uh pearl harbor but that was 20 years ago so you know graphics have improved that much more and I don't know, man, but I'll tell you this, you know, I've kind of gone back and looking at all the Bruckheimer and Michael Bay movies, man. I mean, it's like candy, like you still get stuck watching them. They're still like so bad, but you can't look away.
1: Yeah, it's like a train wreck and, you know, or Mike or Nicolas Cage's career
0: no, it's it's a beautiful train wreck, though. It's like, yeah, you're right. You are watching the whole thing. You know that bad stuff's happening, but you're like, I can't look away. It's so good. And then I'm like, Con Air, what is John Cusack doing in this? Did he really need a buck
1: at that time? He, I needed he, was, a pay, he wanted a paycheck. Did,
0: yeah, you can tell when he when he needs a paycheck. And he, I mean, it's like when anyone can play those parts. You just, yeah, but that's okay. I get it. I also enjoyed 2012 and I enjoyed San Andreas. I enjoyed disaster films. I don't know if I could read a book about them though. Could you read a book about, like think of like movies you love that aren't necessarily books or more screenplays. Would you read a book about them? Example would be you... Reading Temple of Doom.
1: (laughs) You know, we have done a great job of not talking about books so far. Yes, we
0: did. This is context of books because you... Cited that you fell in love with books by reading Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Come on, you said that. That no, was your I answer. No, I said
1: one of the first books that I remember loving. To me, it's always going to be the
0: one I reference with you. That, like well, Aaron's fine. love for reading, started with a novelization uh, of Steven Spielberg movies. <laughs> so. That's right. That's right.
1: <laughs> well, would you rather I have said the Star Trek: The Next Generation novel? Well, that's what I would have expected. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean that like, was, was one of them too.
0: More, it was more than just funny. I'm like Temple of Doom. I didn't know they had an adaptation <laughs> yeah, of that. They did. I just they thought, did. oh, it's a you know, it's a George Lucas creation. It's just a you know. Yeah. Um, but oh well.
1: <laughs> yep. Now, before we transition back to what we should be talking about, there's just one final statement that needs to be said about Nick- Nicolas Cage.
0: Is he running for president this year?
1: No, that's Kanye. Nope. Oh, okay. This is the capper for Nicolas Cage. Nicholas Cage is the Salvador Dali of actors. Oh my
0: gosh. Wow. Think about um, that. Um
1: yeah, I need to yeah, so just ponder. Just ponder. Okay. And then I'm we'll just, come back I've, to it when I've got, Scarlett's with us. I've got
0: the image of of, of Dali with his mustache, right? That mm-hmm. pencil thin mustache. Just totally bizarre. Did you ever see the movie Midnight in Paris? No. You need to watch it. Okay, all right. Here's what we're gonna do.
1: We're gonna keep not talking about books. That's what we're gonna no, no, keep No, no, doing. no, no,
0: no, no, no. It is my favorite movie about books. Okay. Because you know it's a it's a Woody um, Woody Allen uh, Allen Woody Allen. You Are we know, allowed movie. to like him anymore? I'm not like applauding his choice of spouse after Mia, Mia Farrow. <laughs>
1: but <laughs> I should hope not.
0: Okay, so in Midnight in Paris, it is such a fun movie. But, you know, the the premise is that it's Owen Wilson. And I have, a, like, a love-hate of Owen Wilson in movies. Like, you know, he's he has some great funny movies. We've referenced Zoolander. But then he'll do something like this where he's playing, like, an ordinary guy who finds himself in Paris, and every time at midnight in this spot, he goes back in time to the 1920s in Paris to and he engages with the lost generation of writers. So he meets Ernest Hemingway, he meets uh, Zelda Fitzgerald, Gertrude Stein, and uh, uh, Pablo Picasso, and, uh, and of course, Dali, and, and a variety of others too. And it's so funny. I mean, Hemingway, is the, the best scenes are with Hemingway by far. He's, um, he basically, it's Corey Stoll because he's basically encouraged, play what you think is Hemingway based on the machoism of Hemingway. And he's like the most overconfident person in the world trying to give writing advice to, Oh, and Wilson's character, so funny. Aaron, you will love it. So, okay, we're talking about movies again a little bit. I like movies too. I do. I know, I know. Even ones where they rip a man's heart out in a weird, ancient, Indian, underground, religious thing. Even that with Indiana Jones. (laughs) So, it's okay. It's fine. Oh, golly. I know, I know. This is what happens. This is what happens on a Friday afternoon. I will give you more good dudes and Aaron does not care about this at all. But it is baseball's opening day as we're recording this. Oh so this my gosh, is I'm uh, already bored. Oh, come on, it's Friday the 24th. <laughs> no, but we but what's really funny is the fact of the Toronto Blue Jays, the only Canadian team left.
1: They're not really Canadian. I mean, come on. Um, well, it's just like how no one, how there there aren't really all that many American actually American hockey teams. Because most, most of the players are either Canadian or Eastern European.
0: You're, no, no, you're right. But the, the, what I was referencing about the Blue Jays is that Toronto won't let them play. That's right. <laughs> the they <one>. uh,
1: they <laughs> went all the way up to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said, nope.
0: So um, they're going to be rescued yet again by their American friends. and
1: uh, You know, playing <laughs> Buffalo or something?
0: I don't know. No, actually, like probably down in Baltimore. So mm. we'll see. Will they ever come back is the question. Uh, no. And they've, it's funny. They've said, uh, that's a good question. You know, that, that's a debate whether they will. No, it's not. It's not necessarily them. I mean, they've debated like Montreal coming back and like playing half the season in one part of the United States and half in Montreal. I think that's a little silly, but who knows? I know. <laughs> Yet again, books, podcasts, all we're talking about is everything but books. That's right. That's but right. I, this is the I,
1: everything but books episode.
0: I disagree. We are talking about books. We're just talking about from a different perspective. Just saying. So, <laughs> Oh, golly. I know. That's what's going on here right now. This is what, this is what happens when summer is like, you know, we're, we're stuck inside. It's hot. It's hot. We talk about being hot so much. At least we're not in the old hot. Uh, studios we were in
1: we have not been in a uh in a furnace or a sauna and that is that's important um, because that studio was gross when when we were in there for more than about 15 minutes Oh, yeah. All the time. It was like Mm -hmm. that
0: because you you guys and yes, so listeners, there's no air pumping into the rooms for good reason, because they're trying to keep it quiet. And uh, so audio quality is good. Um, And by the way, as you're putting your review on uh, iTunes, you should rate us on our audio quality. Now, how about that, Aaron? Is that good?
1: As long as it's five star, I'm okay with that. Okay. Well, you know, I'll take anything, <laughs> but uh but sure. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but Dave, I'm very proud of you for actually using your your good mic as opposed to your earbuds.
0: I I look at it this way. I look at it like I'm like two for four since I've had, you know, a podcast where I've actually used the microphone. Mm-hmm. And in baseball terms, that's batting 500. That's a pretty good thing so yeah
1: yeah but in podcasting that's not a good thing
0: no I, well you know that's a good point okay so we need about a thousand i get that's it right, fine that's right.
1: that's right now i think i mentioned was it last week that i mentioned that i was going to go to half price books oh you did mention that yes yeah, i did this has been one of those things that i've been really excited about even though basically the world still seems like it's ending but i did still get to go to half price books in nashville how did that feel for you I'll be honest, I, I was a little bit underwhelmed with what I saw. And and some of that might be that they're just getting, you know, they're just getting started up. They they do have some nice stuff there. It's really well lit. It's a lovely looking store. People are great who work there, but I don't know that for what I look for, I don't know that it's gonna be, you know, really on my frequent, you know, my frequent shopping list or anything like that. So
0: Well, I will do my part to visit there over the next week how about that yeah. we can compare notes maybe by the next episode yeah. yeah
1: I think that's a good idea
0: everyone else just curious if you've been visiting any physical bookstores what's that experience been like I'd love to hear that yeah I um I haven't been in a Barnes & Noble uh, Parnassus near my house is not open I think yet to walk around you can order books and they'll have them ready for you but I don't think you can just browse there right now so which is like why, what I enjoy you know
1: Yeah, that's the whole deal with them is like they're really great for…
0: Their curation is tremendous. So like just for recommendations and so on. So yeah, I mean, I I think like when I think of a bookstore, I think like that's the best value they provide is how well they curate good content that I can be exposed to. So soon enough, though.
1: Sure, why not? I mean, why be hopeless, right? So It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be different, but it's going to be okay. It is, right. Well, yeah. since
0: our last uh, talk, are you reading anything new? What do, you, what do you got?
1: Well, I finished the I finished the latest book that I had started in the Longmire series, A Serpent's Tooth, and I actually finished that last night. So I was really glad about that one. It was excellent. It was challenging, partly because I've I've just been having a hard time with, you know, getting into anything and focusing. So I read that. I'm almost done. Doomsday Clock Part 2 by Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. Um, I am trying to get into the three-body problem as well. So as in get started with it. I know. Listeners, I've
0: been I've been on them about it. So we can talk about it to where we can do the special invite. Scarlett's husband, Brandon Hiltabaitl to right. join us to talk about it but we'll we're get waiting. there
1: again we'll get there the, 2022 sure why not um maybe I'll maybe maybe I'll probably finish it before I finish lonesome dove yeah that's
0: true that's true <laughs> i i i i i see you've given up that's okay
1: that's all I right i haven't given up i've just paused
0: it's it's like um uh, all these movies, postponing indefinitely, Aaron's That's finishing right. of Lonesome
1: Dove has been... When Tenet comes out, I will I will maybe have read it. Man. Wow. Okay. Noted. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now, okay. notice my choice of words carefully. <laughs> I will have maybe read it by then. Okay.
0: okay. Maybe. All right. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting for you. You just tell me when you're when you're to that you place. Know,
1: or maybe it'll more, maybe it'll be by the time your tell-all book is ready, is ready for us all to read.
0: Touche, I'm with you right there. So okay. All right. You know, it's funny. I was thinking, you know, Scarlet last week, you know, recommended The Great Divorce. She was talking about that as like her favorite book. Um, I was looking for some extra copies of it. I'm I mean, i do not mind like buying a new edition of that. I love the series of you know that harper collins does on those are really cool but uh i um i need to get a copy of that so put that next on the read um i know yeah oh well all right so anything else you're reading yeah that's good
1: well um i have been looking at getting back into Ji Packers, knowing God, oh, um, yeah. And so R.I.P. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He he had uh, passed away just uh, about a week ago, which yeah. yeah, I mean, really is a is a surprise to no one because he was in his nineties, but he had a really good, like he was a really thoughtful theologian, thoughtful thinker, and just a solid human being. Uh, so, I have never
0: read any of Packer and like anything like just I've I've always had my history of reading a lot of theology and especially a lot of modern theologians is like I feel like in life I've played a lot of catch up and there's people have consistently recommended him and he's had a tremendous influence on, on people's lives and so yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, knowing God is his most famous book, right? Yep. So Yeah, it's yeah. kind of
1: the book of his but you could do that one and you could do there's a there's one that he wrote in the 50s that was like one of his first books it was called fundamentalism and the word of god and it was one that he could have released in like the their mid 2000s and it would have been perfectly relevant just with a few name changes All right, Dave, what are you reading? Um, I just finished The Coddling of the American Mind. uh, Nice, good choice.
0: Yeah, so yeah, it's, you know, subtitles, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure. A lot of it's about our education system and how we're not properly preparing our children to have a level of grit in the way they... Handle opposing ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, So it talks a lot about mainly universities, right? But also kind of even going a little bit younger about how we set our children up um, to be engaging in things. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it it was really interesting. I had it recommended to me by a few people. And, you know, I'm, you know, like, like us as parents trying to raise our kids to be able to. Uh, be thoughtful in the way they approach things. Uh, I also know that um, educational systems doesn't matter whether it's you know public or private. The reality is there's a there is a an angle of what in, in which to raise children. Um, that's why I understand. By the way, why people homeschool? Um, totally understand because you can control that. But at the end of the day, we have to equip ourselves just as much as our kids to be able to engage um thoughtfully in society. So yeah, it's good. It's good. Cool.
1: All right, man. Well this, you know, has been a long and winding road through uh through a whole lot of rambling and about a million topics.
0: I'm happy. Leave your five star review for a variety of reasons. Um, and by the way, you can say bad things. Just put your five-star review in there, okay? Right.
1: That's really what's most important. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Cool. All right, guys. Uh, so thanks for listening, Scarlet. We miss you and look forward to having you back on uh, when your doctor's appointment's over. All right, Dave. Talk to you later. Bye, guys.